The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. Thanks for listening to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest in American soccer. And don't forget to subscribe. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Uncle Sam's Soccer Podcast. It is I, Steve Jodder, and joining me, as always, is Armand Fight and Jake Wachoba. And on today's episode, we talk more MLS. We talk about Sunday's games. Now, listeners, hit that subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, and follow us at Pod. If you want to get our thoughts from Saturday's action within MLS, go check it out in the episode log. Send in your thoughts, your feedback, and fellas, I want to begin with this. Paul Kennedy tweets, MLS hapless playoff contenders the seven teams around the two playoff lines talking about the two conferences have one win in their last 21 games are you ready for this jake armand are you ready for this listeners new england no loss tie tie winless in four chicago tie win tie montreal loss 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 orlando city tie tie loss winless in six in the west fc dallas Lost tie tie. San Jose lost lost lost. Portland lost lost tie. Suck 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 and suck. I mean, are you sure it's suck 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 suck? I, I feel like it's just like the teams that are like fighting for a playoff spot. You know, just losing. Because if they were winning, they'd be higher up the, the one rankings. win in twenty one games out of seven teams. Armand. That is a, yeah, a, a, a sack what, load of crap. The bottom of the that is a sack load of crap right there. I mean, if they were winning, they would be you know, maybe second in the West or third. <laughs> I, I can't believe you're putting up a defense for this. Jake, get a load of this Jake guy. Agrees. Jake agrees. I mean, one of the teams listed on that list is arguably after... LAFC and Atlanta United, the, one of the most talented teams in the league in the Portland Timbers, and they have not. They, they, they've been so they, – they, they've just been – I don't even know if so mediocre is the, the right way to say it. They've just been so – Bad. They, they, they haven't been good. They're, they're not good. We'll, we'll talk more about that, I think, into our, our, our segments because they they have looked terrible, to say the least. I, I just pulled up a random team's San Jose schedule. You know who they've played in their last three? RSL, yeah. NYCFC, Atlanta United. Loss, loss, and loss. Don't lose. You gotta I, win. It's still you crap. Win. It is win. still crap. I'm sorry. If you want to make the playoffs, you need better performances than that. The draws got- I can deal with, but the amount of losses, it's just but not... Steve- even 40 chess, do they want to make the playoffs? Why wouldn't they want to make the playoffs? 
I don't know. I was trying to make a joke about tanking, but this isn't, this <laughs> it doesn't draft work is irrelevant. MLS, you're not winning the it. draft not... is irrelevant. MLS. Oh, it's unbelievably irrelevant. Guys, guys, here's here's a good one for you to, just to piggyback on the Portland Timbers. Here, they have played. Hold on here. One, two, three. <laughs> I want to make sure it's nine. I was gonna say eight. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's nine. They have played nine consecutive home matches dating back to. August 10th, okay? How many wins do the Portland Timbers have have over that nine-game stretch? Oh, at home, right? All at home. All at home. Okay, so I know the last... Wait, wait, wait. Do you want me to, do you want me to read off the, the opponents in order? Okay, yeah. fine. Okay, in order. The Vancouver Whitecaps, the Chicago Fire, Atlanta United, Seattle Sounders, Real Salt Lake, Sporting Kansas City, DC United, New York Red Bulls, Minnesota United. Two. Two. I'm get I'm, I'm I have to go with two. There's only two winnable games I, I, right now for sure Portland. I'm pretty sure it's two. It's Vancouver and Chicago, yeah. Yep, yep. I'm I'm with Armand. You guys are wrong. Four. <laughs> the other two wins you're forgetting are a 1-0 win against Real Salt Lake and the last time they have scored at Providence Park, which was on September 7th, a 2-1 win over Sporting Kansas City. That's bad. Nine that. consecutive yeah, home matches, and they only have four wins. And by my calculation, 13 points out of a possible 27 points from home over the last nine games. Yikes. Yikes. That's not good enough. That's nope. not a playoff team. But how but here here this is a little misleading from Paul because the Eastern Conference, one through six, those teams are qualified for the playoffs. Now they're they're fighting out for the seedings. New England has a clear-cut advantage over Chicago Fire, but Montreal, Orlando, they really don't really don't have much of a chance to get into the playoffs. Now, in the Western Conference, a lot different of a story. We obviously know know that it's been very much flavor of the week. FC Dallas, San Jose, Portland. One of those team one of those teams is going to be outside looking and going like, "Crap, we blew it. We really blew an opportunity to be in the playoffs." So, Question of the day, listeners. In the Western Conference, because it's been so much flavor of the week, do you see a possibility, Jake and Armand, that FC Dallas, San Jose, or Portland make a deep run for MLS Cup? Uh, I, I'm going to have to go no. I don't I don't think so. Like I, like I think me and Jake talked about, uh, I think, on, on our show – uh, I don't think none of these teams, you know, in the Western Conference battle for you know two through seven have really impressed me uh, that much. Like compared to LAFC, and yes, I know LAFC has been shaky, but I think with home field advantage and you know ample time off to rest their bodies, I think they'll be fine. Uh, but the rest of the teams just haven't looked. I mean, those Western Conference first round matches are going to be so interesting. Because each team is just so close with each other. They're so close. I mean, we saw Portland and Minnesota. Every game they've played this year has been like, you know, 1-0, 2-1, 0-0. 0 So close till the end. I mean, Dallas, Minnesota, you could argue is a coin flip. Dallas, RSL, you could argue is a coin flip. You can go through like these, that entire list. And, I mean, each of these teams are just really, like, even, even with each other. So, I don't think so, to be honest with you, Steven. I think... Uh, LAFC is a clear cut, and the rest of the teams are just fighting for that Western Conference final spot. That This could honestly come back to haunt me in a couple of weeks. 
Yeah, I, I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head there by saying most of these matchups in the Western Conference are coin flips. Now, I think the team outside of LAFC, the team nobody wants to play in a first round matchup is the LA Galaxy. You can't if you're the Seattle Sounders or Minnesota United or or Real Salt Lake, you don't want to fall to that fifth seed or or sixth seed even and, and draw the Galaxy. I think that's I don't think that's a coin flip. I think the Galaxy probably win that game seven out of ten times. But as far as you're looking at teams that could potentially knock off LAFC, I, I just don't see it in the Western Conference. I mean, the Galaxy are the only team that I think can play with them for the most part. And I would like to say if the Timbers, I, I like to look at the Timbers as like the sleeping giant. And if they were to wake up, maybe you could peg them as a team to do it. But I, I just don't see them having this turning point here at the end of the season and, and going on a run, and which, which, which culminates in them upsetting LAFC at Bank of California Stadium. Yeah, fair enough. Listeners at Unc Sam Soccer Pod, we want to hear feedback. Guys, this is pretty good too. Underneath Paul's tweet, all the comments. Just another grand example of how absolutely meaningless MLS regular season really is. This is so much more entertaining than a league with promotion and relegation. The excitement is palpable. Here's another good one. I've been trying to think how promotion and relegation would work in the U.S., I'm not sure it would be accepted here at all. That said, it might freak owners out so badly that they financially compete for world-class players so they don't lose millions in the second league. Idiots. Stop reading these idiots. Why would anybody anybody think that to protect my investment more, I should spend even more money in hopes (laughs) that it doesn't fail? Because if it does fail and I've doubled down on it, I'm going to be really broke as opposed to just, you know, sitting back and trying to finish – you know, 15th in a 28 team league or whatever the hell MLS is going for at this point. Here, uh, I, I mean, come a, on. Here's, here's a the good thing. Comp- Go ahead, Jake. Okay, you, no, I, I'll just say this for everybody who wants MLS, and we've said on the show, I, I want MLS to spend more money, but to sit here and say, let any team just spend all willy nilly and let, let, you know, if LAFC want to drop a billion dollars tomorrow on whoever, that's fine. And if Seattle Sounders want to spend $5 million on a roster, that's fine. Here's the thing. That's all great and dandy. But is the league really excited? Would MLS be really that much more exciting with that? With you have LAFC, who had basically had the league wrapped up, the, 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 the supporter shield wrapped up in July. Is that is that more exciting? What, 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 what are these last three months for then? Uh, good question. That's Jake Quatroba. Send in your thoughts here. Here's and another. Here's a good one. Here's a good one. The quality of the league seems like it's getting worse. True or false? Do we agree with that? I think it's actually getting better. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> Next. With the endless Next. expansion and low salary cap, the product is poor. Again, wrong. Watch LAFC versus the Galaxy. Sure, you can have some bad matchups, but overall, the league has improved. An already bad, bad weeks, league like, is even geez. more watered down now. The league. Desperately Dude, that's not needs... how it works. It's an international market. It's not the NFL. No, wait, 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 wait. It gets oh, better. God. The league desperately uh, needs to raise the salary cap. X, Y, no correlation. <laughs> like, it's not going to be watered. Oh, please stop. Can we stop wasting our time? Stop reading, stop reading Ben Fast. Stop wasting please. my time, please. Those teams would be relegated 
year on year in Europe until they were in non-league. What a joke of a system rewarding teams regardless of effort. By the way, I promise you, every ownership in Europe would die to have a closed-off system because their investment is protected. Don't, 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 let's not forget the Chicago Fire sold more (laughs) than what Forbes evaluated Premier League club Newcastle United. And by the way, Newcastle United ranked 20th, I believe, on Forbes's most expensive soccer clubs in the world. So keep that in mind. The Chicago Fire... If what I'm stating is true, which it might not be, but we're not going to fact check here because we never let the facts get in the way of a good story. Chicago Fire <laughs> are one of the 20, 20 most expensive clubs in the world because they play not in the most lavish league in the world. It doesn't make the most money because they play in a closed-off system that protects the owner's investments. What's going to happen when Messi comes to Miami, right? This hypothetical. What are they going to say? Oh, they can't draw quality? They just got the GOAT. Arguably the GOAT with a capital T. Another Ballon d'Or winner, too, in the league. Ugh. No, it's called the FIFA Best Awards. Get it right, please. Thank you. Anyway, way. Sunday's games in MLS. <laughs> Rather a dud. Jake, give us the recap. You are correct. It was a <laughs> massive dud if you were a... MLS but, fan. Another note. Another. I'm sorry to interrupt here, Jake. No, it's fine. Another note. That's fine. MLS, right, has a, a good opportunity to kind of start maybe wiggle around NFL because the NFL product has been really, really poor thus far with injuries left and right and stupid coaching deci- decisions. My goodness. If you watch the Cleveland Browns, you, you could do a better job coaching that team. Who does a draw on fourth and nine? That insulted my soccer knowledge. That was so pitiful of a call. My God. Secondly, Miami, they should just be relegated to, I don't know, non-conference college football, whatever the system is in college football. Jake, you could go down there and call a Where are plays. the Pro-Rel Bobos right now with the Miami Dolphins? How come we don't have Pro-Rel for USA in the NFL because the Miami Dolphins are going to go in six? Where are these idiots? Anyway, um, but my point being is the <laughs> – MLS had a real opportunity to kind of have some good matches going on while NFL is doing its thing. But nope, they blew it. They did blow it. They did blow it. We'll start with uh, out in Portland with the Portland Timbers as they drop points at home again to Minnesota United in a scoreless draw. The tie keeps Minnesota United third in the West, while the Timbers are level on points with seventh-seeded San Jose Earthquakes. But due to allowing more goals on the season than the Quakes, they find themselves on the outside looking in in the Western Conference playoff picture. Let's go back out east. The New York Red Bulls beat the Philadelphia Union 2-0. A day after clinching their 10th straight playoff berth, the New York Red Bulls made a big move for their playoff positioning in the Eastern Conference. Tom Barlow scored the decisive goal to lift the Red Bulls to a 2-0 victory over-rival Philadelphia Union, who earlier in the weekend clinched a home playoff game for the first time since 2011. Keeping it out east, NYCFC pick up a point away from Yankee Stadium as they draw FC Dallas 1-1. A 66-minute goal from Zdenek Andrasek rescues a point for the hosts. With the draw, Dallas leapfrogs San Jose in the Western Conference standings and moves into 6th place. 
And lastly, Frederick Brilliant scored to help DC United blink the Seattle Sounders 2-0 on Sunday night. Now, guys, continuing our theme from our last episode in discussing the biggest winners and losers in the playoff picture, can we say there were any winners from Sunday's matches, Armand? I like how our doc was staring at a section with no winners <laughs> on there at all. Yeah, I, I guess, uh, to be honest with you, I mean, you could argue that, you know, the the Red Bulls, uh, they kind of put themselves in a good spot to where now, uh, you know, they're in a position where if they beat DC United, they're a little, they're at the 60, I think, to start today. If they beat DC United, remember we talked about how Toronto FC really blew their chance at earning a win and they would be, you know, tied with or either tied with or above DC United. Uh, now the Red Bulls, uh, with a nice 2-0 win over Union, everyone's been saying Armis out or whatever. Uh, they have a chance to knock off DC United next, uh, I think it's on next Sunday, and a chance to hop them and actually host a playoff game. And remember, this team is, hasn't been as hot as they have been over the last few years, but... I guess they're the big winner. I mean, I, I, I'm not sure, to be honest with you. You can make an argument for D.C., but I know it's sure as hell not the Portland Timbers. Thank God there are games midweek. Because Sunday blew, Jake. I don't know about you, but Sunday was some of the worst MLS action in a long time I've seen. There were potential storylines written all over, and nobody wanted to claim it. Nobody wanted to go out there and make a statement. Like, as Armand said, sure, the the Red Bulls, right? Ten straight years in the playoffs. They clinched that Saturday, so you're not really making headlines. Maybe you're getting playoff positioning, uh, a better playoff positioning. You beat the Union, a, a team very that you could very well see in the playoffs, so that gives you confidence. But NYCFC traveled to FC Dallas. NYCFC is playing a very winnable game, and they let that slip. DC United blanket the Sounders. That's actually a pretty positive result for DC. Gets them back in the winning ways with Wayne Rooney's departure looming all over club. But still, no team out there really took it and marched forward. You had Portland and Minnesota. That was a very pivotal game for both teams. And they both come away with a point. You can That's obviously a better result for Minnesota than, than Portland. But both teams had an excellent opportunity there to really move up in the standings. Minnesota up to second in the West with Seattle dropping points later on in the night to DC United. And Portland could have gotten as high as sixth in the Western Conference. And that just felt like a big missed opportunity. And I think they're only winners, if you want to even say they're winners, they already have the playoffs locked up. They're just more so jostling for position was the New York Red Bulls and DC United. Guys, can we just talk about Portland and I don't know what's wrong with them, man. They're just they're just not good. I mean, they have these slew of like home games and they just can't win. They've drawn, they've laid eggs, they've lost. Like what's wrong? This is a team that was MLS Cup finalist last year. Stop forget about this. And they're supposed to be better adding a guy like Brian Fernandez into their lineup, but something just isn't clicking. I don't know what exactly is it. Uh, maybe it's the maybe it's the, maybe the fatigue of like a bunch of games 
uh, of the home games being close close to each other. I know Atlanta United dealt with that in 2017 when the Benz opened up. But, I mean, DC United was hot when they had this last year. And the Timbers, I mean, Jake, you call them a sleeping giant, and I agree. But I think they're slowly starting to lose that status. Like, I, I'm not a believer, not much a believer of them anymore. They're just, there's something off. I mean, with a guy like Valerian Fernandez, like, you can't really count them out. But they're, they're defense, man. It's just. Uh, they're just not good. Like it, they're just something is missing. I don't know what exactly it is, but something's missing. They're just not good right now. What about Seattle losing to DC United? What are we to make of that? Not a good result, especially if if Minnesota gets gets a uh, uh, even a draw. They're in a driver's seat for that second seat, and you op- you open up. They could have opened up. They could have given themselves some cushion with a win, and they ended up just again laying an egg. It's who wants who wants to be the second seed in the Western Conference? It's a question we got to ask. Like, who wants to be the second seed? You got to win, baby. You got to try to get a draw, man. NYC got on the road. We're looking through. It's like some of these teams. They all got they all got draws. I don't know. Seattle is such a mystery team to me. Again, like I like I told you guys, I'm not impressed by Seattle either. The big result that's gonna hurt Seattle if they do not hold on to the second or even a, a third seed in the Western Conference is going to be that nil-nil draw at home to Dallas on September 18th. I think that that result is going to loom large. I mean, Seattle, their upcoming matches, they have two tough matches here. You have San Jose, who's fighting for their playoff lives. Seattle goes to San Jose uh, next Sunday, September 29th, and then Seattle then Wraps up their season, decision day, hosting Minnesota United. They'll be hungry for that second seed as well. And I, I, I think that that game against Dallas might be the game that bites the Sounders in the ass when this is all said and done. Hey, uh, Wednesday, midweek, massive games. NYCFC Atlanta United competing for the top. Minnesota play quote-unquote rival Sporting KC. Obviously, Minnesota looking to secure a top seed in the Western Conference. RSL versus the Galaxy. Can the Galaxy continue and, and, and just march forward and get in the playoffs and maybe hopefully get some magic under Ibrahimovic? New England travels to Portland. A massive home field advantage for Portland just because they're playing on, on a shortened week and New England has to travel cross-country. Included in the fact that Philadelphia is also traveling cross-country to San Jose. Last game, probably one of the more insignificant games, but LAFC, Houston, can LAFC flip the switch and get a win? They haven't had a win in five games. So every team has something to play for gearing up for the playoffs. You know, Steven, I feel like this Portland-New England Revolution game should be an exciting match because it's two teams fighting for their playoff lives. Wouldn't you say so? Wouldn't you say this is like a this should feel like it's like this big match? And maybe 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 it's because I'm the neutral and I don't feel that. I'm not, I don't look and I go, oh, that's a that's gonna be exciting. That's a, and, that, and you, New England and New England's flying charter. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is this is this is how I look at look at the uh, this match here. I'm gonna steal something from Bill Simmons here. Ooh, this is a poop factor. This just this this just seems like a game oh I God. don't want to watch. This is a game. This is two teams in bad form. This is going to be another another nil nil draw. Portland's going to go four consecutive home matches without a goal. 
Actually, a, a nil-nil draw for New England wouldn't be bad, though. Cross-country, short and weak, you get a point on the road. There's no such thing as a bad. There's no such thing as a bad road point in MLS. I and think. they also they also go four points clear uh, of the fire uh, with two games to go. So all they got, all they gotta do is just do their job and they'll be fine. I think that's that's right. huge. I think it'd be huge. The, what the game I'm watching, I think it has to be Galaxy RSL. Uh, are, are the Galaxy gonna be for real? We'll we'll see. Uh, is R is RSL for real? I mean, we'll see in, in this matchup right here for playoff seating. The Galaxy can get a win. That'll be huge, and it's gonna it could potentially throw them into the driver's seat for that second seed. And yeah, so uh, who you know, who is the club in the driver's seat for the second seed in the Western Conference? I'm gonna give you the standings here, and matches played is gonna come into some sort of effect. Seattle with 32 are currently second on 50 points. Minnesota 31 games played, 49 points. LA Galaxy 31 games played. With 48 points. RSL, 31 games played, 47 points. One of those teams is going to be the second seed. The question is, who's your money on? Well, Jake, I don't know about you, man, but my money is on the Galaxy after soft schedule. My money is on them. You know, since I'm going to Vegas later this week, I, I think that's a great you know phrase you just use there, who's my money on? It's the Galaxy. It has to be the Galaxy. Like you said, soft schedule to close out the season. Minnesota United still has to play uh, LAFC and the Seattle Sounders away. That's not going to bode well for them. The Sounders, they play, they're going to play at San Jose, Minnesota. And I, I just think LA Galaxy, the LA Galaxy are set up to get that two seed uh, when, this is, when this regular season's all said and done. Steven, what do you think? Yes, yeah, the Galaxy. It's set up for the Galaxy. Can they do it? I have no idea. I mean, because last the Galaxy, year they lost the Dynamo. Well, yeah, but the thing is, the Galaxy are—it's a coin flip. Either they're going to be winning or they're going to be losing. They—they they really do not draw. That's the, the insane is, part of the, of the Galaxy. They have three draws. The big thing is, Stephen, with that is they have—they—they're leading the Western Conference outside of uh, LAFC in wins. That's the first tiebreaker. Uh, for remember, the first tiebreaker for standings is wins. So the Galaxy are looking pretty, you know, if they get a, uh, a couple more wins, looking pretty nice. Hey, uh, their goal differential is also in the plus now. It used to be yeah, minus. They, 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 they smacked, turned it around. They smacked SKC 7-2. That helped them. Okay, okay, let's not get the goal differential thing going. I mean, nobody has a really good goal differential except for the <laughs> except for LAFC. Uh, get I mean, this. Look, look at this. LAFC's goal differential is 44. <laughs> Seattle Sounders, the second seed, is 1 the goal difference in goal differential between the one seed and the two seed in the West is 43. Uh, if you look at the Sporter Shield standing, it's 25 from LA Galaxy, the second uh, placed New York City FC. So no matter how you splice it, it's still a pretty big, pretty big gap. Now, guys, quickly before we wrap up the show, Joseph Martinez's injury. Are we concerned for Atlanta United, Stephen? Yes, 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 yes. No, he'll be fine when playoff starts. Yeah, which but, is like a month if, away. But, but okay, sure. If, but, yeah, if a, he's hundred percent right, but what player is truly a hundred percent at this time of year after all these games played? Yeah, so I'm not worried. He's like at thirty. He'll get up to like eighty. So, all right, we'll see. My take, Chief. Listeners, 
Question of the day at Unc Sam Soccer Pod: Which one of Paul Kennedy's MLS hapless playoff contenders is most likely to make noise? Come the MLS playoffs: New England Revolution, Chicago Fire, Montreal Impact, Orlando City in the Eastern Conference, or FC Dallas, San Jose, or Portland in the Western Conference. Let us know. Also, listeners. I'm going to be in Vegas this week. Send me your parlays for the Western, for the uh, Wednesday night games. At Jake Wittroba, at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. Let's have a little fun. Let's do a little gambling. Let's spend some money. Let's make some money. Send me your picks. I love to gamble. I love to blow money. Maybe I'll win so much money I can fly Steven and, and Armand to oh, Minnesota. Yes. Oh. oh. Ooh. When I... Minnesota United host uh, the MLS Cup final. But. I digress. You can follow the show on Twitter at Unc Sam Soccer Pod. You can follow Stephen Jodoran at Stephen Jodoran. And you can follow Armand Kafai at Armand Kafai. You can follow myself at Jake Petroba. For Stephen and Armand, we'll talk to you guys next time. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.